Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Sunday school, law of agreement. If I can draw your attention to those verses, and if you were here last Sunday or tuned in last Sunday, or if you didn't, you can still see the sermon. It's still out there. And we read this passage in Genesis chapter number four. We read these very few, very, these very same verses that tells us the story of how Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. And in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel brought some offering, fat portions from the, from the firstborn of his flock. And the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, the Lord did not look with favor. And Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. There are so many reasons why I love the scriptures. Even though the scriptures are much maligned and doubted and questioned, their authenticity is often questioned. And even myself, as a thinking, rational human being, someone that is aware of technology and is aware of testing and, and is aware of the impact of mankind on scripture, I too am susceptible to at times questioning the authenticity of the scriptures. I'm not so caught up in my religious zeal that I cannot admit that there may be some questions as to whether or not the scriptures are as authentic as we would like them to be. So if you have a problem with the scriptures, I too can understand where you may be wrestling, I too at times wonder about canonization, wonder about the impact of certain cultures on what we actually read, and do wonder if what I'm reading is really the Word of God. I wonder that till I start to read it. I have found that most people who tend to be critical of the scriptures have never really taken, taken any time, taken, my bad, taken any time to actually read the scriptures and not just read the scriptures, but apply the scriptures. Because when I read the scriptures, I see God. When I read the scriptures, I feel God. When I read the scriptures, I sense God. Before I read, I ask God, speak to me in these few moments when I'm reading the scripture. And every time I pray that prayer, I end up seeing something or hearing something or feeling something that I need to see or need to hear or need to feel. And I'm sorry, but in days like these, I need to see God. 
Oh, my Lord. In times like these, I need to see God. I need to see God and hear God just to get through my day, just to get through whatever's going on in this variable world that we live in. I need to see God. When I read the scriptures, I see him. When I read the scriptures, I hear him. I'm not so caught up in what they told me that I can't be connected to whether or not I sense the spirit of God and the wisdom of God in the scriptures. If they have been messed with, they haven't been messed with so much that I can't feel God. Even if you argue with me that it may not be as pure as it's supposed to be, my question is not necessarily, is it pure? My question is, is it pure enough to get you high? When you snort it, when you shoot it, does it tear you up? I have come to the understanding that when I apply these words to my life, my life is changed as a result of the application of the scripture. I need a witness in the room with me right now. I can be critical of it until I apply it. And I'm not who I used to be. I'm not what I once was. A change, a change has come over me. And because of the application of principles that I see in the word of God, before you're critical of it, apply it. Not only do I see God in the scriptures, and one of the reasons why I believe in the authenticity of the scripture and believe in the veracity of the scripture, regardless of your arguments of its purity and clarity, is that I see us in the scriptures. When I read the Bible, I see people. When I, see the, when I read the Bible, it reminds me of us. This Cain and Abel story, we looked at it last Sunday, but this Cain and Abel Sunday, sir, this Cain and Abel story is actually a picture of church. This is church. This is Cain, Abel, they're out the garden, they're living life, they're working. Cain's work is farming. Abel's work is flock, and in the course of time, some worship moment, some service moment, they have gathered together for service. They've come together for church. They have come to bring an offering to the Lord. They didn't come just to receive somebody else's offering. They came to give an offering. Just like they used to say, I don't know what you came to do, but I came to clap my hands and I came to stomp my feet and I came to leap for joy and I came to praise the Lord. It's something that I say quite regularly now, and that is that everything in this service that you're receiving in the room, you could have got this at your house. 
could have streamed this. You didn't have to take a shower. You didn't have to do your hair. You didn't have to brush your teeth. You could have streamed this service. And so since you came to the house of God, you might as well participate. If you just want to be a spectator, you could have stayed in your kitchen. But since you came to God's house, you might as well wave. You might as well nod. You might as well clap. You might as well help me preach. Don't sit here and look at me like I'm crazy. Like I'm not talking sense to you. You're in the room to help me preach. I already showed you I could preach for two years without you here. So the reason why you're here now is to say something like, Amen. Amen. Say something like, That's right. That's what you do with a black preacher. The more you talk to a black preacher, the better he preaches. Oh, I wish I had a witness in the building. That the better, the more you talk to a black preacher, the better he preaches. You can be real quiet in your white church, but in our church, I want to hear somebody say something. I, I want somebody to tell me that's right. I, amen. I know what you mean. Say that, Pastor Andy. I'm telling the truth. I want you to say something to me. If I'm telling you that the scriptures has impacted my life and if the word of God has impacted your life, don't you dare sit there and act like if it wasn't for God and if it wasn't for his word and if it wasn't for the anointing and if it wasn't for the presence, you ought to open up your mouth and say if it had not been for God in my life, I would have lost my mind. I would have been killed this person. I would be in jail. You here to help me preach, Josh. You ain't here just to hear the message. You here to help me preach it. When I look at the scriptures, I'm sorry, but I see us. When I look at Cain and Abel, I see us. You got both of them in church. Both of them work. Both of them have jobs. Both of them have something to give. And one gives more than enough. And the other one gives less than enough. Now, all of us in this room know the feeling of wanting to get something for nothing. All of us in this room know how good it feels to get something on sale or get something for less than you or get something that's worth more than you paid for it. All of us are familiar with that feeling and I am with you on that. I love that too. I get that. But be careful that in your joy of the sale, you miss the truth. And that is some things you get what you pay for. Just because somebody say free don't mean it's going to be a good thing understand that there is something about giving and you can't always get something for nothing. Some gave more, 
Some give more. Some give less than enough. This doesn't just apply to church. This applies to life. Life. Some people are just generous and give more than enough. And other people are stingy and constantly and consistently give less than enough. I said something last Sunday, and it's not a part of this sermon, but I'm throwing it in for free, is I said that one of the true laws that we're looking at is that sowing and sacrifice activates favor. Sowing and sacrifice activates favor. He looks at Abel's offering with favor. He looks at Cain's offering with less than favor. Cain doesn't give enough to get favor activated. Abel gives enough and favor is activated. This isn't just true of church. This is true of life. There are some people whose lives are so ruled by stinginess. There are some people whose lives are so dominated by stinginess that they fail to really activate favor that they could walk in. And especially folk that look like me. There's something about my people. And wherever you may be watching around the world, there's something about my people. I've noticed something about my people. We tip bad. We tip bad. I'm going to amen on it. We tip that. Instead of giving 15%, we get 15 cents. And we wonder why we get bad service. You know why you get bad service? You get bad service because sometimes you get what you pay for. Do you know why you're going to restaurants right now and you can't be sat even though you see empty tables in there? It's because they can't get enough waiters and waitresses to work for a people that refuse to tip good service. It's because we have spawned a generation of people, not just people that look like me, but a generation that wants to get something for nothing. Reading an article this morning about poor Netflix. Netflix, which led the streaming world. Netflix, who delivered us from blockbuster video. Netflix, who delivered us from having to rewind the tape. Netflix, that delivered us from having to drive down there and try to find your card and you're walking through and the carpet smells like popcorn. Netflix, which changed our world. Their stock is at an all-time low. And one of the reasons is because instead of paying $13, we just want to share our password with everybody because we like to get something quality like Netflix for nothing. It's a true law that's going to be very difficult if you 
having, it's amazing. I will listen to people talk about bad service, especially people that look like me. I'll hear them talk about bad service. And I sit there and I wonder to myself and I shake my head because I very rarely am treated like that. I very rarely get bad service like that. I go to the restaurants consistently. I fly all the time. Can I tell you what? When them sky cap dudes see me pull up, they leave other people to come help me with my bags. And it ain't because I'm Pastor Andy neither. It's because I know that if I sacrifice just a little bit, and if I give more than you're stingy behind, then I'll get better service than you get I'm not sitting at the table elder looking for reasons not to tip the person oh well this cocoa was a little too brown oh this water was a little too cold oh this coffee was a little too hot listen you ought to be glad that you are even able to sit there and eat and have enough money and you ought to be a blessing to somebody dare you pray over your food and then leave a dollar on the table I rebuke you it happens to me on a regular basis where I'm somewhere and I'll be eating I'm sorry I'm on a rant I'm not on my point you'll have to forgive me I want to correct something in my people for a second it happens on a regular basis where somebody will see me and pay for my meal folks come to me and say hey someone paid for your meal we don't even know who and you can sit around and receive that or you can take that and turn that blessing around on somebody oh I wish I had a witness in the building at this point every time it happened see there was a time when it used to happen to me and I used to leap for joy and be glad because I really needed it but now God has been good to me God has blessed me God has made a way for me I don't know who I'm talking to this morning God has done so much for me that I don't need that meal but I see somebody working on their feet and I see somebody trying to make it and the blessing that comes to me I turn it around and I get Give it to them. And now I'm starting to do it. I'm starting to walk in restaurants and seeing old couples and seeing folk there and say, bring me their check, bring me their check, bring me their check. Because if you decide to be a conduit of blessing, God will bless you. I speak that over your life right now. God will bless you if you can be a blessing. If you are a pond, you will die. If you are a lake, there will always be life flowing through you. You have to realize that there's something about sowing and sacrifice. You got to feed what feeds you. Netflix has been feeding us and we have decided to not feed them back and now Netflix is in trouble. Their stock market is down. Their stock price is down 70% because we stopped feeding them. You feed what feeds you. If you don't feed what feeds you, you won't have it. 
If you were watching that sermon last Sunday and you heard me talking about those Canadian geese that have been eating my blueberries and you heard me say that, you know what, y'all? I think that them geese must be watching World Overcomers live stream because them geese are gone. <laughs> them geese done flown away. They must watch my sermon anyway. What I'm saying is, is there's a true law principle that you have to learn how to activate if you want to see success in your life. And there's another one in this story. I told you last Sunday that a true law is a principle that does not need to be believed to have power. Time is a true law that doesn't have to be believed to have power. I started this sermon, I said I had 40 minutes, and I've got much to say to you, and I've only got 20 minutes left. It don't matter how much time I want. It don't matter how much time I say. It don't matter how much I hope time will stop. At the, at time waits for nobody. You don't have to believe it if you don't want to. You don't have to believe it if you don't want to. LeBron James is only going to be good, but for so many years, look, Kevin Durant's only going to be good, but for so much Tom Brady, at some point, his arm going to fall off. At some point, time is going to catch you. And you can take off running if you want to, like you're 25, but if you're older than 35, you better stretch first. Oh, I couldn't get a witness in here. If you got to run for the bus, you need to stretch your calf first because you'll be on the bus in pain. Psalm 133, David says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. I want everybody to say unity. Everybody say unity. Unity, true law. Mark three twenty four. Jesus says, "If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand." Here is a true law that you may not agree with or may not believe, but it's true anyhow. And that true law is that agreement is required. Agreement is required. David says, agreement is so required, it's anointed. Hold how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. You know what it's like? It's like the oil poured on the head. The reason why we ask everybody to stand for worship and everybody to sing is because there is an anointing in agreement. When you walk in a service and some people are sitting and some people are standing and some people are singing and some people are raising and some people are clapping and some people are watching, it, uh, it disrupts the anointing of the service. There is an anointing that happens when people agree. There is an anointing that takes place 
when agreement is present as anointed as you think I might be as an, as oily as you may think somebody is I am only as anointed in this room as I can be if I can get us to agree Jesus takes it a step further because Jesus says, if a kingdom is divided against itself, it can't stand. How can Satan drive out Satan? If, if a kingdom is divided against itself, it can't stand. And then he says, if a house is divided against itself, it can't stand. He makes it personal. We dedicated babies today. Part of what's going to make them babies powerful is y'all gonna have to agree about what you do with them babies and agreement is required agreement is anointed agreement is required agreement is anointed but agreement is not easy to achieve I'm going to make everybody say amen on that one. Agreement is not easy to achieve. If you have been on this planet for longer than five minutes, you know loving somebody is very different than agreeing with them. You say something you think is very clear and plain, and then they say something back to you that makes you think this person is crazy. This person, because agreement is required, agreement is anointed, but the thing about agreement is that agreement is tough. Agreement it's not easy to achieve. One of the reasons why agreement is not easy to achieve is because agreement is dependent on communication. We have to be able to communicate with each other to agree. One of the reasons why I've adopted the style of communication that I have, although I was raised by the preachers, I was raised by the hoopers, I was praised by the hollerers, I was raised by the folk who make a <gasps> in the middle of every point, and it's not that I can't do it, and it's not that I don't think it's amazing, but the reason why I've adopted this form of communication is because I understand that for us to agree, the communication needs to be clear. I'm making everybody clap because I need to make sure that everybody is hearing me. I need to look around and see eyes and I need to see folk nodding and I need to make sure nobody's asleep. Because agreement is required. World overcomers will only go as far as we are able to agree to do it. The church will only be as strong as how we can agree. Part of the problem of America right now is that we cannot agree. We are split right down the middle on some very huge issues. And what we, since we cannot agree, we have decided to battle against one another instead of coming together. We've decided to have a Supreme Court that represents one side or the other. We can be critical of it, but both parties do it. 
because we cannot agree. And if we ever go down as a country, a part of the reason why will be because we cannot agree. If your house goes down, it's because you cannot agree. Can I talk to my people for just a second? Black people, if there's anything that messes us up, it's that we can't agree with each other. We were taught to not trust each other. We were taught to snitch on each other. We were taught not to believe in one another. We were taught reverse racism. We were even taught that it must be better if we're not involved in it. If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. So every other ethnic group is able to come to this country and is able to work together and live with one another and do business with each other and be empowered together. We all have been in a city that has a Chinatown or a part that's Korean or a part that's Vietnamese. We all have all done that, but there's something about us where we don't know how to trust one another and we don't know how to talk with one another and we don't know how to work with one another and we don't know how to do business with one another. God help us. Us as a culture divided as we are we think the answer is political power but you don't see anybody Chinese trying to make a president Chinese they don't care about whether or not they have a Chinese president they care about whether or not they can agree with one another but we're so caught up in having what they have that we can't even back one another I need a witness in this room right now I'm sorry I'll move on Agreement is required. Agreement is needed. Agreement is not easy to achieve. Agreement is dependent on communication. And if you've been on the planet long enough, you'll know that there's barriers to communication and ultimately barriers to agreement. Let me give you just a few. I've got a few minutes left. Anybody hearing a word from the Lord this morning? If you're hearing from me online, just comment, say something to me because I'm trying to square talk square biz to you, baby. Square, square biz. I'm talking love that is is square square biz to give you some barriers to communication and ultimately agreement number one the first one age age generational differences if you remember the antenna that was made out of wire raise your hand if you remember oh oh thank you what a wonderful church this is this sunday if you remember that antenna falling off and you had to put a coat hanger back there if you remember making your little brother hold the wire because you got better reception if you remember a channel at the top and a channel at the bottom if you remember when tv used to go off if you remember when the lineup was Love Boat, Fantasy Island, and Heart to Heart. When Heart to Heart came on, you need to take your hips to bed. 
If you know the words to love both, love, exciting and new, come aboard. We're expecting you to love both. Soon we'll be making another run. A love, a promise is something for everyone. Set a course for adventure. All right. There are folk who are looking at you right now in your house like you crazy. They don't know nothing about no love boat. What are you talking about? A boat where you go on there and meet people and you fall in love in three days? That's crazy. You lived in a different world where you had to develop your film. Just keep, just move on, Pastor Andy. It was in a little black case, and you kept it in the refrigerator. You didn't throw your batteries away. You put them in the refrigerator. Let me move on. What I'm saying to you is, when you go to talking to somebody that's had a remote forever, and you try to tell them how your mama used to call you in from outside to change the channel, they look at you like you crazy. But I had a mama that would call you from upstairs. And she's sitting three feet from the TV. And wants you to change the channel for her. I rebuke her in the name of Jesus. You always had a remote. You always had cable. You've always had the internet. You remember. If you remember that, you are from another generation. You are from another world. If you remember that, if you remember the cassette tape, I got to move on. If you worked at the tape table at your church, you can wave at me. You worked at the tape table. It wasn't a table. It was a tape table, and you sold tapes. If you made a mixtape and you played it in your, oh my Lord. If you made a mixtape, you a whole nother somebody than someone that has only known music digitally. You're trying to have a conversation with them, and there's just a barrier to when you're trying to communicate because you're talking about uh, something called penny candy. I'm really going to get in trouble now. But I grew up in a time when if you had a quarter, you had something, boy. You could take that quarter down to the penny candy store. You could get 25 pieces of candy and give candy to everybody. You could be the big man on the block with a quarter. Somebody gave you $5, you about to buy a car. What I'm saying is, if you remember that, then it's difficult for you to talk to these young whippersnappers that will pay $6 for a cup of coffee. The devil is a liar. Some of you bought your first house for $6, and now that's what it costs to get a Starbucks cup of coffee. Hard to agree. Talking to your mama, hard to agree. Talking to your daddy, hard to agree. Talking to your child, hard to agree. Talking to somebody too, very hard to agree. Somebody four, woo! People four barely speak English. A, 
age is a barrier. Number two, gender is a barrier. If you're here sitting next to somebody that's a woman, don't look at her, bro, because I don't want you to be in trouble in the car later. But trying to talk to a woman, you might as well just give up. One of the most difficult things to do is talk to a woman. My God, women are going on both sides of their brain. Women will ask you a question and really don't want you to give the answer. They want you to shut up and listen as they talk to themselves. And if you try to interject with a solution, they will look at you like you're crazy. And you will think to yourself, you just asked me, what are you gonna do? But they didn't ask you that for you to answer. They asked you that for you to listen. Women will have an entire conversation with themselves. And when they're done, we'll come to a solution. And all you had to do was just nod and say, mm-hmm, uh-huh, get out of here. Really? Girl, stop. Get out of here. The minute you say, well, you need to stop talking to her, she'll look at you like you're crazy. Excuse me. I know I'm talking to you, but I don't want an answer from you. Women's brains are totally different from our brains. Women are verbal. Women think that since they love somebody, they cute. Dude, you need to be careful because your girl think people is cute. That is not cute. Women love to tell each other they cute when they barely cute. Women love to comment on other women's pictures. Knowing they ain't cute. Telling them girls they cute. If you're a dude in here and you look whack or you've gained weight, your boy will tell you, dude, take them shoes off. Dude, you've been eating too much. But that don't happen with women. Uh, women love to lie to each other and tell each other, girl, you are rocking that weave. Uh, women love to tell each other what they want to hear. I'm talking square bids to you, baby. Square, square. Move on to number three, because dudes are just looking down at their Bible at this point. Women love to ask you questions that you can't answer. How do I look in this picture? How do I look in this dress? Does this make me look big? Do I look like I used to look? Can you see these stretch marks on me? You better just shut up, bro. There is no answer to that question. You better say, what stretch marks? You better say, you have makeup on? You better say, you've gained weight? You better say something right. Ladies, men don't answer questions. How was your day? Good. What happened today? I worked. Because women have 15,000 words. Women have 25,000 words a day. Women have 25,000 words a day. Men have about 10. And by the time we're home, we're talked out. 
You ask your woman, how was your day? She said, well, first of all, when I woke up this morning, I was very tired. And you know that on, on Tuesdays in May when it's about to rain, and then I was, and then my mom called me, you get the whole backstory. Men don't answer like that. Men, we just, we just quiet. We just. Number three, third barrier to communication and agreement, culture. Culture. I know we live in America. It's really hard here. Every other nation, everybody's Korean. Everybody's Ghanaian. Everybody's African. Everybody's Nigerian. Everybody's Mexican. Here, we got everything. And we're not the same. Doesn't mean we don't deserve equal treatment. Doesn't mean we don't deserve equal rights. But we have a difference in the way we view stuff. I love my white brethren. I love my white sisters. The way y'all feel about dogs is quite amazing. It's incredible. Y'all will do surgery on a dog. Us... King about to go to see the Jesus that died for his dog sins. There is no way we do an open heart surgery on a dog. I need a witness in the bill. There is absolutely no way. When they tell us this dog needs a blood transfusion, you say, I need to take that dog home. That dog gonna get some prayer and some Jesus and some Holy Ghost. He better eat some grass because the last thing I'm about to do is spend my hard-earned money on a blood transfusion for a dog. There are commercials on TV for dogs right now. You can send $19 in a month for a, in, every month for a dog that's hot and thirsty. White people are like, oh my God, us, we're like, I wish I would give some $20 a month to a thirsty dog. You better get a puddle or something. There's no way. I'm going to get in trouble, but it's the truth. White people ain't scared of uh, stuff. I love it. I want more white folk in the church because y'all got faith like crazy. Y'all just believe. Y'all ain't scared of nothing. I saw this, this video of this white man who was saying that he has learned how to communicate with lions. I was like, oh, wow, they done figured out something scientific. This is amazing. But then they had a lion in a cage. And this white dude got into the cage with the lion. I said, look at this white dude. This dude is amazing. As he got closer, the, the lion, he's in the cage. And he's getting closer. And the lion said, Ur. And he said, see, he's telling me to back up up. I said to myself, he told me that when I got to the zoo. He told me that when I got here, when I paid to get in here. As a matter of fact, if you don't get that dog over there out of here, then I'm about to run right now because I don't really like pits. I wish I had a witness in the building. 
when we, when we fry chicken and they fry chicken, it ain't the same. Chick-fil-A is fried chicken that you need sauce for. Oh, I wish I had a witness in the pill. Chick-fil-A is fried chicken you need sauce for. You need a dipping sauce for that chicken. If you went to your grandmama's cookout, talk to me, black people, and you need a dipping sauce for fried chicken, you would never go back to that cookout ever again because there's a difference in their fried chicken. I'm sorry. Culture's just the difference. Age, it's hard to communicate. Gender, it's hard to communicate. Culture, it's hard to communicate. If you're driving down the road, brothers, be with me on this point. You driving down the road and you see a state trooper, your heart go cold, your blood go cold, your heart start beating fast. If they pull out, you're like, oh, here we go. Come on, Jesus. You get your phone ready to call your mama. You get the prayer partners praying for you. You are hoping you don't get pulled over. We scared. Y'all be asking for badge numbers. Give me your badge number. <laughs> I would never ask for a badge I put my hands at 10 and 2. I turn the car off. I say, sir, yes, sir. Sir, no, sir. Don't nobody get mad at no police. <laughs> Number four, faith, belief. It's a barrier. If I believe something different than what you believe, if I have faith and you don't have faith, then when we go to communicate, it's hard. Hard for us to agree if I have faith and you don't. If you look at it and see destruction, and I look at it and see an opportunity for God to move by his spirit. If you look at it and see it as the worst thing that's ever happened to you, and I look at it and I say, yeah, but weeping may endure for the night, but joy is about to come in the morning. If you get laid off and you are scared, and I get laid off and I know in whom I believed and I'm persuaded that he's able, if I know God's got something for me, then you will see it as doom, and I will see it as an opportunity for God to do something in my life and number five sacrifice sacrifice I would like to to, uh, to submit to you for your consideration that this might have been a totally different situation with Cain and Abel if they had been able to agree about what the sacrifice was to God If Abel had said to Cain, oh, no, that's not what you need to offer. Matter of fact, tell you what, give me some corn and I'll sell you a sheep because there's something that God moved by blood. There's no remission of sins. And so let me help you out. And if Cain had been able to agree instead of kill, who knows what would have happened? But this is the first church service and there's no agreement around what the sacrifice is. Yeah. 
There is a brother that I have in the body. I don't know him very well. He's a bit older than me. He's an older brother. He's very well-known, very well-known preacher right now. And he has been someone that has preached on tithing and giving for years and years and years. And now he's preaching something different and recanting on some things that he said. I won't say his name in case you don't know who I'm talking about. And if you do, then you know. Allow me to say this. I've never preached tithing and giving as a matter of the law. What I would like us to do is to admit that tithing and giving and sowing is about unity in the church. I'll put it on the screens. Tithing, giving, sowing is about unity in the church. Whether or not the tenth is law or not. It's at least equal gifts and equal sacrifice. Since we know that Abraham tithed to Melchizedek, which is even before the law was even given, since we are the children of Abraham, and since we know that the tenth is at least the bottommost wrong that we've seen in the scriptures, I would like to suggest for our consideration that tithing and giving is one of the ways that we agree. Amen. I'll make everybody say amen. amen. How we agree. And agreement and unity is power. It is anointed. And if we can simply, I'm not trying to be critical or throw shade, powerful man. I'm not trying to go there. I'm just saying, I'm getting a lot of questions. I'm just saying, beloved, I can teach on giving and I have, but if I can just say this to wrap this sermon up, I believe that there is something powerful about us agreeing. I'm going to make everybody clap for that. In this room, there's different ages, different generations. In this room, there's different cultures because there's black people and white people and West Indian people and African people and, and, and some of us from the country and some of us from the city. And, and we're all, there's, there's different cultures in here. There's different genders in here. There's different levels of faith and belief in here. So if there's one thing that we ought to be able to do is agree about what the sacrifice is. If we can all say, well, this is how we're all going to sacrifice. We're not doing it just because we're afraid to violate a law and go to hell. We're doing it because we have come together. We have believed together. This is why you join a church. This is why you're there consistently. You can get anything from a church you want 
for nothing. You can watch this stream. You can sit in here. There's nothing with the reason why you join, the reason why your baby leak, the reason why you feel a call to a vision, and the reason why you, you connect with the church is not just to get something from the church, but to give. The reason why you're even called to the church is to give. There's a big difference between being the bride of Christ and being the child of God. Anybody in here that's got a child and a bride, anybody in here that lives with a wife and a daughter knows that there is a different requirement of your children than there is from your wife. You have an expectation for your wife to help you. You can't come to the body of Christ unless you're called because the calling is to be the bride. And you can't be a good bride if you're just immature like a child. Always with your mouth open with a beak open looking for a worm. At some point we have to realize that we're the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ is here to serve the Lord. The bride isn't just here to get blessing from the Lord. The bride is here to serve the Lord. The bride isn't just here to be blessed by the vision. The bride is here to serve the vision. That's why you're a Christian. You are a Christian to serve. Because God sends his reign on the just and the unjust. And everybody in here knows a rich heathen. So Christianity is not the only path to riches. No, no, no. The reason why you call yourself a Christian, the reason why God saved you from yourself, the reason why you didn't get killed, the reason why you're here is because there's a call on your life to serve the Lord. And you come to church to serve. You don't come just to be served. You come to serve. You come to volunteer. You come to tithe. You come to give your talent. And the church will only be as strong as our ability to agree together. Put your hands together if you heard a word from the Lord this morning. Come on, praise the Lord if you heard a word this morning. Can I get you to give? Can I get you to give? The, the, if you need an offering envelope, you can simply raise your hand. One of the gatekeepers will come to you quickly. Or you can just take a picture of that QR code and you can donate towards Victory Park. Beloved, we are about to leave this space. Visitors, we don't own this space. It's nice. We have about 140,000 square feet, but we don't own it. We've been leasing. We're at a point right now where the leases cost more than it would if we owned. We have a year left. We've got some land around the corner, about 26 acres. It's right on 70. It's about two miles from here. 
And we're about to build a, build a building that's going to be a state-of-the-art worship center. We're going to broadcast the kingdom to the world. We, we've, we've done as much ministry as we can in this space. We've reached a plateau with all the parking and all the issues and everything that's going on and getting towed and signage and all of it. We are about to have serious frontage, serious curb appeal, serious building. We're about to build a 100,000 square foot building that's going to have a state-of-the-art sanctuary in it that's going to be about this size but it's not just going to be a sanctuary it's going to be what i'm calling victory park and when you step into it there's going to be the lobby and not only will there be the sanctuary in the back but when you walk in there'll be basketball courts everywhere there's going to be courts there full courts at least four to five full basketball courts where there will be games and tournaments and aau and stuff for the community things that are happening there all the time there will constantly be people on the property this is the vision that the lord has given me there's going to be a huge children's thing on the left it's going to be this big thing it's not going to just be for our children and it will be for children's ministry but it'll be something that even throughout the week somebody can come check their child in and sit and get on some wi-fi and get some peace and do some work there's going to be a counseling center inside this building where someone can come and get counsel there's going to be a place there where people can learn about business and learn about how to do better in and incubators and it's going to be something that's not going to just minister to the church person but it's going to be something that ministers to the community because I believe that we are here not just to be served but to serve can I get a witness in the building I want, it to be a, I want it to be a light in a dark place. I want it to be a 24-hour-a-day spot. I can see kids playing ball in there in the middle of the night to stay out of trouble. I can see us doing outreach to gang. I can see us doing all kinds of stuff that's going to impact our community in a significant way. Don't make any mistake about it. It's going to be our home. We've been leasing for 19 years, and this is going to be our home, and there's no place like home. But, beloved, our home is about to be so nice that we can actually have company there. I don't know if you've ever had a house where you couldn't have company, and then you get a house where you can. There's a difference between having a spot that's just enough for you to live and having a spot where you can actually have company come over. I want us to have a spot where company can come and we can show them how great God is. And I need you to help me to do it above and beyond your tithes. I've been asking for a building fund offering. Now, World Overcomers has been in existence for about 20 years, 19 years. And for almost all of that time, Elder Clark's been with me since the beginning. He can tell you we never took up two offerings. We only took up one. We took up the tithes and the offerings. That's what we did. Since COVID, we started taking up this building fund offering because I knew that we we're on our way out of here. I knew our lease was up in 23, and we've been taking up this second offering. And I need you to give above and beyond your tithes and offerings. And I know when we leave here, you're going to go somewhere and get something. You're going to go get a chicken sandwich at Popeye's. You're going to go get something from Biscuitville. My sons are here. We're talking about going to get some brunch somewhere, something hanging out, the four of us. Whoop, whoop. And we're going to have a good time. 
but don't you dare put more in a restaurant than you put in the plate in this moment. Can I challenge you? Can you give me some of your Starbucks money? Can you give me some of your, ooh, I need the latest phone because it's going to comb my hair money? Can I get you to give me just a little bit of your weave money? Your hair is fine. Can I get you to give me some feet done? And you don't care if your feet are matching. Can I get you to give me just a little bit of your extra? Nobody's asking for your rent. But if we come together and sacrifice, there's a favor that we'll have. Come on, let's pray. If you're watching around the world, you can sow, you can give. Not as a debt you owe, but as a seed you sow. Lord, I want to thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace towards us. God, I want to thank you that your truth endures forever. Lord, I want to thank you that no weapon formed against us can prosper. And God, I pray that your glory would be revealed in us. I pray in this next moment that you would have your way in us kingdom of God come in us will of God be done in us right now break the yoke in us do a work in us take this offering and multiply it supernaturally to the upbuilding of your kingdom that your name would be praised thank you for living so big in us today thank you for speaking to us and through us use us for your glory in Jesus name we pray we all sit together we all sit together. Amen. God bless you as you give. Pastor Tony's just going to do a little bit of something. I just want to change. I'm going to come right back up, but I'm very wet in this suit. So I'll be right back out if you want to talk to me. Amen. Were you blessed by the word today? Amen. You put your hands together. Amen. We ask you if you remain seated so that we can finish collecting the building offering. Amen. But just a couple of reminders. If you have not joined the fellowship, somebody say, I'm a fellowshipper. <laughs> Yeah, we want you to join the Men's and Women's Fellowship. It is immediately outside. We have popcorn. We know how y'all love popcorn. Uh, out in the lobby, we have it at the fellowship. Uh, this will, we'll actually allow our families that came uh, for the baby dedication. Y'all give them a hand, amen. They, we're going to have a little reception for them. We're going to allow them out right now. But we want you to connect. If you feel led that you say, I want this to be my church home. We have a connection kiosk. I want you to let one of the connection staff know that, hey, I want to join the vision that God has here at World Overcomers. Our first time guests, if you would also visit us at the, at the front kiosk as well. Amen. And, and, and a final plug for the women, uh, Fearless and Free. Uh, first Lady LaShawn said we need you to look out to save a date that is coming that she is going to have a, a night at the movies with first. Amen. So we want you uh, to be on the lookout for that. They have a date that is going to be forthcoming. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for coming. And thank you for those that came and joined us today. Amen. Amen. Very good. Amen. And we would stand to our feet, amen. We're going to wait for Pastor Andrew to come. Tell somebody beside and say, I agree with you. I agree, amen. It's an amazing message about agreement. 
Amen. We're going to pray. Pastor Andy's going to be out here, down here at the front. He's going to greet everybody. Let's pray. God, we thank you for today. We stand in agreement, God. Thank you, Lord, for the word that was sown into our hearts today about the law of agreement. Now, God, we thank you, Lord, that everything that is splintered, everything that is not in agreement, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that households come into agreement, husband and wives, fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, Lord, in our businesses. God, we thank you, Lord, that we come into alignment not only with each other, but with you, Lord. And Lord, we agree with you that this will be the most blessed week that we've ever had. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for miracles, for signs and wonders and your response to our faith in our lives. God, we love you. We bless you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. amen and amen. A fist bump somebody and tell them I agree with you. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www worldovercomers.church slash podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.